everybody, and welcome to another episode of AUSU Open Mic. My name is Jody Campbell. I'm the executive director here at AUSU. And uh, we're also here with a couple of my fellow colleagues, and uh, we got a kind of a, like a special edition. Uh, recently, we had uh, the budget roll out on October 24th. Boom, boom, boom. And uh, Duncan? Yeah. Uh, do a quick little intro so everybody knows who you are and say hi. Sure. I'm Duncan Watasek. I'm your governance and advocacy coordinator. I honestly wonder which day my boss is going to say, this is a regular edition of AUSU Open Mic. This <laughs> is the one we scheduled. It's not special. They're all it's special. It's just the one. This, this is literally the one that we just decided to do off, off the cuff. Though. That's true, though, but for good reason. And maybe a perfect segue, um, Natasha, introduce yourself as well and say hi. Hey, everyone. I'm your Vice President External and Student Affairs, Natasha Donahue, and I hope you know who I am if you've heard this podcast. Do you know what? If you are uh, anywhere near this podcast, you're going to know who Natasha is, and more than likely, you're going to remember the voices of both Duncan and I. Uh, we've thoroughly enjoyed doing the uh, the podcast here, and this one does fall into the category of special. The recent announcement about the Alberta budget and its impact on students in this province and specifically AU students. We've got a lot of expertise around the table and especially for this topic, I'm looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say. In many ways, I'm going to do my best to stay neutral and uh, we'll pose some questions for this and uh, I'll just grit my teeth in the background. So that'll, uh, <laughs> that'll be my contribution. I think what's important here is to start off by maybe identifying why is this important to students uh, and specifically AU students. And so, you know what, how about I start with Duncan sure. and then we'll move over to Natasha and we'll make this as interesting as we can for, <laughs> um, for, for students and understanding why is this important? Well, so there's a couple of things I'm going to talk about. I'm going to start first talk about all those things that matter to you if you're an AU student, even if you're not in Alberta. So a provincial budget is a, a budget that comes out from, from the province. In, in Canada, we have, we have three orders of government, one of which is, this is going to be the last time I talk about, the municipal government, which governs your city or your town. And you have a federal government and provincial government, which both spend lots of money, but it's your provincial government that spends the most money on post-secondary education, as well as K-12 through education, too. The province, in this case Alberta, tells Athabasca University a lot of the rules it has to follow, and it gives it a lot of the money in order to, to accomplish those goals. So... The government of Alberta is the one who tells Athabasca University, you're going to be, you're going to teach both graduate and undergraduate studies. You're going to be a distance education institution that's going to serve people, not just in the province, but everywhere. And also, importantly, here's the envelope of money with which you're going to accomplish it. And last but not least, here's the rules on how much money, how much money you can charge. So here at Athabasca, we get a set number of tens of millions of dollars. It's about 45-ish million dollars from the province to do the job. And in addition, mm -hmm. the province says you can also only charge X for tuition. And, and at Athabasca, that's a different amount if you're in Alberta mm -hmm. compared to if you live outside of Alberta, compared to if you live outside of Canada. So the provincial government is the one who determines all those rules. And the budget is the way they determine how much they're going to spend, which leads to kind of the answers to those other things. So we were watching with with kind of beta breath on what this budget would be because we have a brand new government. For those of you who are not Albertans, 
might have slipped below your radar, but we had a provincial election in April. And so this was the first budget of this new government. And we weren't sure which path they were going to go. And so so we were watching. And, and now we have the answer of which direction they want to go. Mm-hmm. But there are some other things that I'm going to turn over to my colleague to talk about that affect Alberta students. So not necessarily every AU student. But let's not forget, Athabasca serves a huge number of Albertans. I know when we're going through our membership list at Calgary and Edmonton are like the huge. Yeah, they're the heaviest. Yeah, exactly. So so a lot of the things Natasha... We're easily talking 40% of our students. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the stuff Natasha is going to talk about don't affect everybody, but it does affect a lot of our students. Um, before I hand the mic over to Natasha, I do want to clarify one thing as well that Something that students need to be aware of across the country is the fact that technically the tuition is the same across the board. AU, however, does have an out-of-province fee and an international student Mm -hmm. fee. And so when we were experiencing a tuition freeze over the last five years, all students benefited from that. However, out-of-province and international students did have their fee adjusted throughout the years. And in some ways, some might say that, you know, that freeze Although it benefited a lot of Alberta students, uh, those increases were actually on the backs of out-of-province and international mm-hmm. students. So the tuition is the same across the board, except for out-of-province and international. So I uh, just wanted to clarify that. Mm. Um, again, same question over to Natasha. As an AU student yourself, um, again, just really why the Alberta budget matters to AU students and, and from your perspective. Um, yeah, so I guess from the perspective of a student, um, this this the the whole idea of a budget being released can sound really irrelevant, I guess, to the to my my daily life. But yeah, for sure. Yeah, but it wasn't until um, I took on this this role as a student leader that I started to um, really understand the implications of these types of events within the government and um, being able to look at it through the lens of post secondary. And really just focus on the post-secondary aspects of the budget. Um, I can see how how much this really affects my life or how much it could affect my life. So speaking as a student from AU, I would say one of the biggest impacts that uh, this budget would have on my life is uh, the potential tuition increase that comes along with it. So um, the government has lifted the tuition cap that was in place with the previous NDP government and um, I think the maximum is 7% that an institution can can now increase the, their tuition costs, which um, at AU would be quite a substantive increase, especially for out-of-province and international students. Um, because like you were saying, Jody, those those additional fees would more, more than likely also be increased as well, not just the base tuition. It's hard not to think that they mm-hmm. would. And also to add on to what you're saying as well is that, that that's going to be up for three years right. now. Yeah. So, I mean, not only did they lift the freeze, but they also removed that cap, which was in place, right. which was supposed to be sort of guided by CPI. And now that is also gone. So essentially, we're looking at upwards of 7% times three. Actually, it's it's even more than that. Because the tuition increases per year, so it's going to be 7% the first year. Mm-hmm. Second year will be 7%, but just like the laws of count, compound interest, it'll be 7% on top of the 107% of the year before. So actually it works out to around 23% because it compounds year after year. I'm all for the easy math. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it is an important distinction that maybe people don't consider when they see 
when they see that and that like extra two percent does add up but like well uh, maybe this is a perfect segue to actually get into some of the details mm -hmm. of of what this budget and how those impacts mm -hmm. are going to be felt by AU students. Mm -hmm. Natasha, just because I know that you were kind of going that way, mm -hmm. um, why don't we start with, because uh, we're going to talk a little bit about AU funding. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk a little bit more about tuition and how that's going to be affected, um, student aid and some other programs. So why don't we just start with maybe AU funding and then maybe mm -hmm. we can come back to the tuition because I think this is going to be something where um, one of the biggest fears that are out there right now is that essentially AU students or students across this province in general are going to be essentially paying more mm -hmm. for lesser product. Right. And I think that's a concept that students sort of have to wrap their head around and what that's going to look and feel like. Yeah. So maybe I'll just leave that with you sort of on the category of AU funding. Yeah, that's a, that's a big one. So we've been advocating um, here at AUSU to actually increase our funding because Athabasca University is one of the lowest funded institutions per full-time load equivalent. And um, I think that's pretty sad considering we're one of the four major uh, comprehensive academic research universities in the province. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. And we're also really on the forefront of um, the future of education, um, but this this budget has actually given us. I think it's it's about four percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Technically three point six, but four percent. Millions of dollars, though, Jody. Yeah, yeah. And and part of that, like the the big part of that, is that our infrastructure budget has been cut to zero. So um, you could argue that Athabasca University doesn't have a lot of physical infrastructure, but uh, our technical our, our information infrastructure is so integral to. Um, the learning process for for um, students at our institutions. So that, I think, is a huge detriment to... Yeah, I completely agree. And, and AU has been working on uh, upgrading a lot of that uh, mm -hmm. technology and the, some of the infrastructure within um, the learning experience. And so taking a hit like that while we were just getting some momentum, yeah. I think is going to have a huge impact on the university. Duncan, uh, what are your thoughts when you kind of think of the the AU funding model and, and what this impact is going to be like here? I mean, it worries me. I, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said a lot of our students are going to, going forward, are going to be paying more for less. When I think of, of how an institution like Athabasca has to internalize those cuts, it's not like a traditional institution where certain kinds of services are seen as luxuries. Everything AU does is necessary to an AU student. We can't not ship out books. We can't not develop curriculum. We can't not process financial aid. Yeah, so, that's right. So Athabasca's model is not, doesn't have a lot of fat to cut. Mm -hmm. And and Athabasca has, has seen some, uh, some challenges in the past decade where it has had to cut. And uh, I mean, I think most students would agree, if you've ever had to interact with Athabasca University to get a question answered or to, to get your funding looked at, you know the response time is not perfect. You already know that your institution is is leaving it all out on the field. There isn't a lot of fat there to trim. And now you're going to be seeing an institution that's going to have to look inward. And when I say 4%, I mean, it might sound like it's not a ton of money when you word it like that. But the institution, first of all, has to deal with inflation. Inevitably, costs go up every single year. Mm -hmm. And a big institution like Athabasca University inflation equals hundreds of thousands of dollars yep. as well. Yeah, that's right. en enrollment goes up. So now Athabasca is stuck in this dilemma of, well, do we increase enrollment providing a product at the same level or lesser 
in order to gain those additional yeah. tuition dollars. So that in the future, we might be able to bolster what we offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or do we begin looking at cutting programs that might be more expensive than others? And that's a, that's a really challenging place to, for, for anybody to be in, mm-hmm. but especially Athabasca University. And I, we, we still don't know exactly what um, your university is going to be doing to, to cope with it. Make no mistake, your, your administration and your board of governors, which Natasha sits on, they're going to be asking some difficult questions. My worry is that we're going to see this impact happen in, in your education. You're mm-hmm. going to see the level of service from your university perhaps is going to take a dip, as well as I'm, I'm frankly worried that, those, that what you get on the end of, in terms of learning will either not be what you were hoping for or not what it could be. I mean, AU has some really exciting ideas of not just what an AU education looks like today, but what it might look like in five years and in 10 yeah, years. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm really worried that some of those dreams are going to either be quashed or put on hold. Mm-hmm. The, the other thing that I can't help but think about is you would think that in some ways an increase in enrollment, which is going to create more dollars, is a good thing. However, when you're rolling back government dollars to the institution, now you've got more people that are needing to get their student aid figured mm-hmm. out, more mm-hmm. uh, services that are being tapped into. Meanwhile, due to cuts, AU is having to back up yeah. on some of those level, those service levels. So although an increase in enrollment is a positive thing, and obviously, you know, the horizon for AU is is fantastic when you start looking at its ability to take on more students. Mm-hmm. However, if the the funding doesn't keep up, suddenly now you've got a bunch of yeah. uh, people that are enrolling and not being an inferior serviced, product, being yeah. serviced at a level or being able to keep up with student aid or being mm-hmm. able to keep up with uh, whether it's, you know, tutor mental health funding, timing, yeah. yeah, mental health is a whole nother conversation too. So I think what we've done is identified that although the AU funding uh, isn't directly impacting my pocket as a student, mm-hmm. it is certainly going to impact my experience mm-hmm. of being at AU. Would you agree with that, Absolutely. Natasha? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I would, I would too. And I would say it probably ultimately is going to hit your pocketbook in the form of tuition increases, right? Certainly, yeah. exactly. So, so the provincial government is te- the provincial government here in Alberta is telling institutions we're going to cut back your funding, but we're going to loosen the rules to let you increase tuition. So, Natasha mentioned before that there used to, and you had mentioned as well, Jody, that there was a a cap on how much tuition could go up every single year, and that was capped at inflation. So now, what the government has done is said you can actually increase tuition by seven percent every right. year. The reason why institutions are going to do this is because the other source of money they have is, is, is being restricted. I mean, I don't think there's going to be a single institution in Alberta that isn't going to raise their tuition. And, and Athabasca University is probably going to be no different. Yeah, guaranteed. Guaranteed. And and that's going to have an impact on, also we talked about those out-of-province and international students. So not only are they going to see now their tuition rise for the first time in four years, they're also, I mean, I see no reason why Athabasca University wouldn't have to consider increasing the amount for those out-of-province fees and those international fees as well, because the alternative is cutting your education. Yeah, that's right. Um, Natasha, you and I are going to be part of um, uh, a consultation process Mm -hmm. that's actually already begun. Um, And guaranteed, this is where we get to advocate for students Mm -hmm. and be able to come to the table and say, you know what? Um, we want to be part of this conversation here at AU. And obviously, you know, how important is that consultation process of being able to sit there with a bunch of the senior administration and say, hold on a second, we need to consider students right. first here as well. And let's not forget about them. 
you know, that whole concept of the, the university being uh, looking at this as a business problem, mm -hmm. but also not forgetting to keep students first. Yeah, it's one of those really complicated things, I think. Like, in my opinion, it's just my personal opinion, but uh, post-secondary should be publicly financed because um, we're offering a public service in the form of education. But when there, there's not enough resources to go around to those institutions, then, you know, it's left up to the student to really pick up the slack that that is an opportunity those consultations so every year we have a series of three student consultations um, to discuss tuition and fees over the past four years uh, obviously we really have been looking more at those ancillary fees that we were talking about a little bit earlier yeah like the, for sure province yeah because of the tuition freeze but um, now it's a different ball game absolutely so um, it'll be interesting just to to be able to see what the university brings us because we really haven't seen anything because we've been waiting for the budget um um, so this is going to be our third meeting in the series and, and we'll have that information and we'll be able to advocate um, for a reasonable increase. I would be extremely surprised to, I would be shocked. I would probably think I was dreaming if there would be no increase at all. So I would expect something to come, but um, that's really our opportunity to kind of step in and, and say like, we know this is a big balancing act, but um, we really have to consider the, the socioeconomic situation that our mm -hmm. students are in, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to throw Duncan a question, hmm. and I have not told you ahead of time what okay, I was Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> what I'm thinking about here is the, the conversation, and we've talked about this, but I just want to throw it out there for students. The provincial government is wanting to make sure that post-secondary is more streamlined, is that there are you know, less administrative costs that we're doing things better mm -hmm. and finding more uh, innovative ways of, of uh, delivering a post-secondary experience in Alberta. Mm -hmm. um, what are some thoughts that have, you know, sort of come from the student movement on, on that topic on, okay, what are post-secondary institutions going to do now to say, trim the fat? Oh, I mean, that's a difficult one. Like when you ask most students, they, they also don't see a lot of fat in the system. Um, so it's not an easy answer to your question. But a lot of those places are going to be the same places where our students find pressure or struggle. And it's places where AU actually tends to excel. Um, things like transfer. I took a couple classes over at Institution X, and now I'm moving to Institution Y. Yeah. When I have to redo that learning, that doesn't just cost me my tuition. Because a university education in Canada is subsidized by their provincial governments, that costs them money too. So if I were to highlight places to streamline... Um, better transfer, more reliable transfer. Like students are not talking about better or more robust. There's a lot of buzzwords that get thrown out there. Most students just don't want to have to repeat their education if they've already taken something. If I took yeah. a first year English course when I went to the University of Alberta, I hope, maybe even expect that it would be accepted when I move over to AU or if I move over to U of C. And there is some, some savings that can be found there. Anytime you have a really big institution, it always seems that there's places they could cut. They, I mean, if you, if you spend a million dollars on paper clips, what happens if you spend $900,000 on it? Have you saved $100,000? That's a lot of loose paper. It would be. <laughs> the problem I have is it's really hard to be innovative at the same time you're cutting back. And that's yeah. that's true in any kind of circumstance. I mean, we can all think about it in our own personal lives. If you want to do something as neat and exciting as creating new lear virtual learning environments, it's really hard to do that in a situation where you're also forced to find $5 million extra dollars. Yeah, I do hope that the system will streamline. I hope that 
all, all students will have a, a better experience, but I'm also really cynical. I'm, a, I'm worried that institutions will, will try and find ways to save money that will ultimately, you guys are going to feel. And that's what we are here for, is to yeah. fight for it. Sadly, too, though, the budget does remove a couple of the tools that you use to to make do with some of these challenges, mm-hmm. especially if you're Albertan. And the two I want to highlight is um, they're raising your interest on on your student loans mm-hmm. if you're an Albertan. And they're also taking away tax credits that you claim at the end of your year on your taxes yeah, that's for, right. for how much you spend on tuition and education. So like when we're talking about you're dealing with potentially less of an education or at least less money spent on your education coupled with you paying more, well, now two of those tools you use to pay for that education, whether it's making student loans more expensive or increasing your taxes. I mean, I'm a student advocate, of course. That strikes me as as a backward step. I don't think there's going to be, I don't think it's a good move for the government. Um, I'm hopeful that things will be able to change and they might be able to look at reinvestment. And those would be areas I would encourage them to do so. Here at Athabasca University, in particular, the tax credit issue mm-hmm. is challenging because for a lot of you guys, tax credits are the only way the government helps you with your education outside of that large funding envelope they give your university. If you're a part-time student, you usually don't qualify for most student loans. Usually you don't qualify for most bursaries. You can at AU if you go to AUSU, and our next award session will be open up in May. But for the most part, those traditional tools people think of of how do I pay for my education, they're out of your grasp because you're not a full-time student or you're a non-traditional student or you're older. There's a whole host of reasons. So for a lot of those students, claiming their tuition and their education on their taxes mm-hmm. is one of the only ways they have to lower the cost of their education, and the government's just removed it. Yeah, exactly. Natasha, maybe just talk a little bit about student aid and how student aid is actually going to be affecting both part-time and full-time, and maybe the the ease of getting it and, and sort of what that impact is going to be like for AU students uh, that are on student aid. Yeah, this is a, like a really loaded question, and there's this the student aid system is really complex i think more complex than people realize yeah certainly yeah so i'm not sure how many people actually realize that there's a canada and a alberta student loan program if you're in alberta and you've applied for student loan then you have both a canada and an alberta student loan what essentially this budget is proposing is to increase the student loan interest rate to prime plus one percent which could amount in in a lot more money being paid back on your on your principal balance um, but I just wanted to highlight the difference between the provincial and the federal programs because the federal government actually has announced that they're decreasing the the repayment so yeah um, percentage so um, essentially they cancel each other out kind of kind of kind of um, so you might hear that messaging out there but I don't like it's not ideal just because it balances out doesn't mean it's a good thing or a positive like really. Um, and actually, that that decrease of um, the fed on the federal program was something that we helped advocate for through CASA. And um, it's it, almost like they've taken away the win. Yeah, it's like yeah. a slap in the face almost. It's like we we won that for students on a federal level, and now our provincial government is saying, oh well, since you have that, we can increase it, and it's fine. And it's yeah. not fine. That's 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 you know, students are some of the lowest income people in our province, and they're trying to invest in their future and better themselves so that they can uh, give back to society in a in a way that they deem meaningful and um, to turn around and uh, you know after we have a win like that and say well now we're gonna we're gonna give you a little bit less because you have you got that win is I think students should be upset about that 
personally. Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, especially because we've also got 85% of our students who are working mm-hmm. while going to school. Yeah. Uh, so they are contributing. And that's the other thing, it's Jody. A big part of our economy is students yeah. uh, working and going to school and at the same time. And a lot of them are part-time. And because they're part-time, they actually don't get access to any kind of grants or um, yeah. part-time student aid funding because... There's only a $10,000 maximum at the federal level. So again, that's the distinction between the provincial and federal systems. And our provincial government doesn't offer part-time student funding at all, which um, is a huge barrier to a lot of people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So so they're upping the percentage rate and they're not offering um, any kind of programming for part-time students either. So yeah, no, these are big barriers to people to enter post-secondary now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you know what's kind of funny? When you put everything into a, a package like this, the impact is not a small hit. Mm-hmm. Um, no. I think that this is actually going to feel like a real punch in the stomach yeah. for a lot of uh, AU students. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's going to come in a lot of different ways, kind of what we've discussed today. Duncan, I'm going to just throw mm. it back over to you and talking about some other programs that were affected that have a student feel to it and kind of supporting students. Maybe just talk a little bit about uh, a couple of those other sure. cuts that were made. So, so yeah, a couple of other cuts. Um, the Summer Temporary Employment Program, it's uh, commonly known as STEP. It's uh, a subsidy for wages during the summer employment months. It's not necessarily specifically students, but when you think about especially at a traditional campus, who's the kind of person who gets a summer job? Well, it's a student. Mm-hmm. The entire program is gone. And it was used by nonprofits and, and municipalities to make jobs. That entire program is gone. So there is no, there no longer is a, a, a student job program provincially. There is still one federally, but the provincial one's a big that, deal. That STEP program, it supplied $7 an hour yep. mm-hmm. for the employer yeah. mm-hmm. uh, to create uh, summer meaningful summer employment. That's right, and that that condition is really important. It has to create a job. It can't just be used to subsidize an existing right. employee over exactly. the course of the summer. And in Alberta, minimum wage is fifteen dollars, and a good number of employers pay more than minimum wage. So inevitably, it was just a subsidy. The employer still had to come in mm-hmm. and put some of their wage forward. And it was really crucial, especially in rural Alberta. You would see a yeah. lot of nonprofits who might only have one or two employees. The STEP program allowed them to hire somebody for the summer, which might in part allow some of their staff to go on vacation when you're providing an essential service in your community, but created jobs. So it's going to be a hit for some students who relied upon STEP programming to give them degree-relevant work experience during the summer months. Other programs would include, one example would be the de-indexing of it by inflation of certain programs, like AISH, the Assured Income for the Severely Handicapped. This is um, monthly money, though, that would go to individuals who have severe disabilities, and it no longer goes up by inflation, which won't sound like a lot in the first year. But over time, mm-hmm. inflation can eat away at anything. Mm-hmm. And that's also the same true as for income tax. So I think, like you said, 80% of our students plus work. So income tax brackets in Alberta are no longer going to be indexed to inflation. So that means if you were in the, 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 the middle part of that tax bracket and you're, you're not earning $180,000 a year, you're, you're safely in the middle, as you get inflationary increases, you're going to keep cry, climbing, creeping up that tax ladder yeah. unless this changes, which... For all we know, it might. This is the kind of change that happens slowly and will be among those voices that say it's important that you keep pace with inflation. Mm -hmm. It's hard for us to go back to students and say, we think tuition should keep pace with inflation. And we certainly think government funding should keep pace with inflation. Well, 
government programming should keep pace with inflation too. When you add up the cuts made to post-secondary, um, it really is peanuts compared to the deficit that mm-hmm. this province has. So to say that it's essential to cut um, this Campus Alberta grant, um, for example, in my opinion, is really disingenuous because you're not going to be able to cover that deficit by cutting educational public service. And I don't know, like this maybe is a strong message, (laughs) but I think it's true. And I, I think it's going to work to the detriment of this province when in four years time, uh, the average time to finish a degree, um, you've got, you've got less, uh, skilled, uh, individuals coming out of these programs. Well, and I definitely think that there's a lot of other smaller industries within this province that are having the exact same mm-hmm. conversation that we are, only from their perspective. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, obviously it's easy to say we are but of a, a piece of that budget. However, I guess, you know, you start to look at the future of this province and our ability to pay taxes one day and, mm-hmm. and be a, a solid contributor to this society. Um, and education has always been a strong piece of right. that of that culture, right? Like so, how, how can I survive as a student coming out of a degree? For example, this is my own experience, right? Sure. So yeah. I started as a single parent at AU. Um, it's going to be six and a half years by the time I'm done um, because I had to take somewhat of a slower pace because I was working while I was in my degree and, you know, I'm still tending to my, my son and whatnot. My student funding is higher than, you know, people coming straight out of uh, high school because they've got less needs to cover because they don't have a second yeah, mouth to cost feed, right? Lower, yeah. So, so I've hit my ceiling from my student loan. So, so that's like seventy grand or something like that. And so, I'm going to come out of my degree. Like, let's pretend that it's not right now. Let's pretend I'm coming out of my degree in a few years when these cuts are really start to take, to take effect. Um, am I going to be able to find employment, meaningful employment in my field that is going to be able to help me pay my bills if you know, like this is not, if it's not valued, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? The other thing to note is that you just mentioned that you're going to be taking your degree over a six and a half, mm-hmm. you know, year timeline. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people at AU that are doing that over eight yeah, or, or over nine even. or over 10 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when you're on a, t- a part-time basis for your funding, obviously that timeline gets stretched out. Yeah. So oddly enough, you at six and a half years is actually for AU. really, really good. <laughs> yeah, you know, but 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 still, on a you part-time know? basis. Yeah, it you know, and I, it's just frustrating because um, I've put a lot of effort into my degree, as many or all AU students have. Yeah, yeah. But uh, on an individual level, you really feel that when you're you know you're really struggling, you're trying to make ends meet, you really wanna you wanna be academically successful. Um, you want to complete this degree, you know, you're just stressing yourself out to the point where your mental health is, you know, um, being scrutinized the entire time. It's, it's, it's not easy. And then this almost seems, it almost seems like a slap in the face a little bit, you know? Well, and I think what you want to create is you want to have students graduating and walking across that Mm -hmm. uh, stage. Uh, with nothing but hope and confidence in the and, future, and yeah. knowing that hey, I've got a I've got a plan now, and this is how I'm gonna right. you know live the rest of my life, um, which might actually be a perfect segue into next steps. What's next? I mean, at this moment in time, it feels hopeless. If you if you do nothing but read the news or or look at it, it feels like this is just gonna happen anyway. But I don't think that's really the answer. There's, so my answer is twofold. First of all, the the conversation's not over. 
even once this budget passes, the conversation isn't over. Yeah, and certainly. It's, and it's really important that as many students are interested, get involved. And it sounds like it's an enormous list of things to do, but it's really not. It's about chatting with your neighbor. Hey, did you hear that in the Alberta budget, mm-hmm. they, they cut some of the funding to my university? That seems like a backward step. I, I was unaware that the problem with our society is that it's too smart. Right. So, I mean, a part of it yeah. is is just getting engaged in your own community and making sure that nobody doesn't know that this is happening. Creating some awareness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The second part is we're going to make the argument, we being your students' union, but as well as you need to be a part of this, is we're going to make the argument that this is a good place to invest. Mm-hmm. It's uh, It's got a great return on public dollars. Having a smart society is a good thing, and it's going to cause new jobs and investment. And in Canada, actually, we have like a brain drain, right? Like we, mm-hmm. we have a lot of, uh, sorry, we don't have as many graduate students who are graduating out of like PhD programs in Canada as in other parts of the world. So like that's, that to me is something that we would want to invest in to kind of bring up to par with what's going on elsewhere. But anyway, sorry to cut. No, no, no. That's uh, <laughs> not to apologize. <laughs> hey, that, I think that's a huge point for all the graduate students yeah. that are listening, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so being active in your community, making sure you don't shy away from talking about it and, and being aware of what's going on. And then ultimately the time will come and, and it's not about a, a partisanship of one party versus another. We're going to make the case that, we're a good place to invest. Mm-hmm. We want we want any kind of cutbacks to be a blip, and a place that we put money back in when when uh, the province thinks it has enough money to do so. And in the meantime, we're we're just going to be out there doing our best to represent you. I know at a distance university because my my title includes that title advocacy. I think a lot about how do you get a diverse, spread out online community together um, to do stuff. So you're going to see stuff from your SU as we bring forward your message to the university, but as well as to this provincial government. So pay attention to those newsletters that arrive in your inbox. Um, We're going to keep you up to date, tell you what we're doing, looking for your help if you can provide it, and just make sure that everybody in your life knows that this is, your education means a lot to you and it's important and, and it should be a place that the public should be investing in, not taking away from. Yeah, and I think what we're also finding is that it doesn't matter where you are in this country, this decision is going to have an impact. That's right, and especially so, if you're at AU. Absolutely. I mean, the tuition increases, like we said earlier, are going to be across the board. Uh, so even if you're in downtown Nova Scotia or out in Vancouver or Victoria, everybody in between, there's going to be an impact here. And so I think that was the big part of wanting to be able to have this discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is not uh, an Alberta discussion. Mm-hmm. This is a Canada-wide, this is an AU-wide conversation. And I think um, providing some education or the awareness, like what you were saying, mm-hmm. uh, it, it starts here. And uh, make sure that the students understand uh, what their academic career is going to look like, not only this year, but next year and maybe the year and the year after that so we we've been in action um at the su um we've been working um with the government for this the whole year essentially building relationships and having meetings and so uh, we're just we're going to continue with that we're going we've changed our advocacy document to include some of the 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 cuts from the budget that uh, we'd like to advocate on um, so we'll be talking about things like our, our loss of our funding at AU, uh, the changes to the student loan program, the the loss of the grants, um, which is to me is a huge one. Um, so we're going to be continuing with those conversations, uh, just making sure we're present at the table and making sure that, you know, AUSU is a name that people are saying 
and they know who we are and they want us to be involved with things so mm-hmm. you know Absolutely. We, yeah we put out our joint press release with the the advocacy groups in the province and that was pretty big uh, to get everyone to sit around the same table and agree on messaging that um, would be going out to essentially everybody. So um, that was one thing we did, and we'll, we're going to be continuing to collaborate and advocate, and hopefully we'll get some wins for our students. Well, and if I'm sitting there taking psych whatever number, or if I'm taking any class at AU, I guess the thing that we want to communicate is we got your back right now, mm-hmm. and we're going to be the ones that are going to be in those meetings and taking those opportunities to to go and 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 fight and make sure that their voice of an AU student is being heard at the table. So, um, I think it's important to note that sometimes when when you're an AU student, you kind of feel like you're uh, isolated. Uh, you feel like you're not connected enough to what's uh, really happening uh, within the university. And, and I guess what, you know, the lot of the work that you guys are doing and that we do here in the office is doing just that is, is working on your behalf and making sure that all of those topics that we've covered here today are Mm -hmm. on the tip of everybody's tongue and making sure that students are kept at the forefront of all these decisions. uh, We're going to wrap things up on this uh, special yeah. Addition. <laughs> Should I put that in quotes? Air quotes. Well, one of the two things is going to happen. Either I'm going to cut both times that you've talked about this and I talked about <laughs> it in this episode, or all of it's going to be left in. Just leave it in. You know what? I like it. This is a special visit from Natasha. Thanks a lot, Duncan. No problem. And uh, my name is Jody, and uh, we're going to shut her down. <laughs> <laughs>